Mm-hmm. Fair enough, and I have all these fucking vegetables here. Mm. I have a bunch of a shitload of vegetables now. I have kale, pumpkin, lettuce, green banana, okra, plantain, more sweet potatoes. I went today, but I didn't. I didn't buy no sausage. That's why I got so tall, you. That's why I got so tall because that's why I eat beer ground provisions. This is a joke thing. This is a real joke thing. This is gonna piss me off. Yeah, I thought about she's waiting for Celine. Mm. Anyway, guys, what's up? Little Q and A. What's up, Wendy? And uh, bam, bam. So basically, here to answer some questions, I got some DMs, and I thought. You know, giving you guys a little chance to ask some questions regards fasting, regards food, nutrition, anything that you think that I have an expertise in that you value my um, my opinion. You're free to ask. So I just got back from from the beach. Been in the sun for the past hour. No sun protection. Um, yeah, man. Easy, easy. I'm super excited, bro. Let's let's get to this trip, dogs. <laughs> This is a nutrition question, but does the amount of melanin you have matter when it comes to being in the sun for certain? Yes, absolutely. But you have to understand that melanin is a is a molecule designed for humans in order to you know to be in the sun. And as we all know, we originate from tropical regions. So, a melanin deficiency or being melanin recessive, as in my case means that your body adapted to colder climates where the sun was not as dominant so you needed a, a thinner protection natural protection layer for uh your skin to absorb sun right that means that um if you have white skin and you're in the north you're more likely to produce the, the proper amount and adequate amount of vitamin d compared to black skin in the in the north whereas when you go to the to the tropical regions having uh, melanated skin is obviously a benefit because if you have very, very pale skin, you can be in the sun for what, five minutes, 10 minutes, right? And then you burn. So obviously is a very important um, 
it's a very important uh, factor for you to stay in the sun, right? And the darker your pigmentation, the more you should be in the sun because your body has a higher resistance against the sun rays. Okay, and this is definitely a nutrition question because through the sun, you get first energy and second, you get nutrition. You produce a hormone which is called vitamin D. So being in the sun is nutrition. Okay, so if you have skin like me, you should be in, in a tropical heat for maximum an hour, right? And if you do it right, if you eat the right foods, if you, for example, fast a lot, if your liver is properly working, if you're hydrated, if your kidneys are working, then you can be in the sun for a little longer, but not for too long, right? Even though that my skin is quite resilient, doesn't mean that I'm invincible, all right? So, um, yeah, that's important. I have an afro, not huge, but lots of hair, and I'm starting to thin at the crown. Uh, what are your thoughts on totally shaving bald and Um, So, when it comes to hair loss, yeah, it's usually an chronic inflammation that your body tries to deal with, and therefore it taxes your own hair follicles. Um, and top of that is usually also a um, hormonal imbalance. That means that first you need to address your chronic inflammation in the body and then you need to um you need to balance out your hormones therefore you know you should avoid eating certain foods right in particular um dairy products or um, white sugars they are highly affecting you highly affecting your liver and um, therefore should be avoided right on top of that if you consume lots of greens in particular chlorophyll rich foods that might show um, benefits when it comes to hair growth but the bulk part of the work when it comes to growing back hair or to have healthier hair is uh, avoiding eating the foods that cause balding or cause bad hair and obviously a genetic factor is also an important variable right uh what do you do in winter running so first of all, let me shout out the guys that I know. <laughs> Judy, I see you. Um, Dre, I see you. Um, then Melody, I see you too. There you go. Katrina. Okay, what do you do in winter? Running from German, cold winter or supplement vitamin D? <laughs> um, so in winter it's really difficult to get a proper amount of vitamin d that's why it's important to supercharge in the last days of summer or it's already autumn in some some places but it's still enough sun that you can produce vitamin d um but i also understand that vitamin d can also be stored for a certain amount of time uh, up to four months that's in a good case but two months at least and therefore you need to supplement it right you either need to supplement it or um you can eat uh, mushrooms which are supercharged with the sun because mushrooms they're a very unique position in nature they're not animals they're also not something else uh, so they're not living but also not plants um they're able to produce that hormone right and you were able to eat the the mushrooms and therefore get certain amounts of vitamin d um, but other than that, I would just recommend going on a big winter holiday to a tropical place or not tropical place But just somewhere where you can get enough vitamin D or sunshine and just supercharge and store it until you know um, Spring 
spring springs um, after water fasting for four days I had to stop because of heartburn I could literally feel the acid between my teeth any idea why um, so first of all that's the reason why I offer the fast fam or offer you know this entire channel um, is to educate people on certain things that can happen throughout the fast and having an acid burn is quite common um, and that is usually linked to first um, you know what you did before your health journey and B uh, and second first and B bruh and secondly um, it's due to a poor preparation to be honest like the better you prep for your fast the longer you prep for your fast even if it's a five-day fast the more benefits you will reap but moreover are the benefits seen in the um, limiting in the limitation of uh, the so-called side effects right so um, this is normal I personally don't think that you should push through severe symptoms like we all have little symptoms you know maybe we get a break out of our skin maybe we get something else but to be honest when you have a severe system to a point where you really feel pain like serious pain you should stop the fast right it's not about making the five days or making your goals of however long you wanted to fast it's more so to get more in tune and intuitive with your body and then try to do a wire fast the next time right it's better to have a positive um, result or a positive feeling whilst breaking the fast than having this negative pain right so definitely stop the fast when you have severe pain like that and um, other than that just focus on your on your eating pattern establish short-term fasts like one two maybe three days uh, which are more beneficial in the long term because they don't require so much willpower because your um, metabolic switch isn't activated um but yeah thank you for taking your time to answer people's questions it's very nice um, appreciate everyone tuning in um that's why this page is about like obviously i make fun every now, now and then but most of the time it's for helping people best thing for capillary and vein flow now these are two completely different things um so usually when we speak about blood flow we speak about the arteries right and um in general uh what i would recommend is to have healthy you know but it's actually very difficult to say um so when it comes to our our um our uh, vascular system we usually speak about how flexible they are right and how clogged they are so number one avoid clogging by not consuming foods that cause clogging for example high fatty diets uh, where cholesterol can build up um, not speaking of the ketogenic diet but in general combining uh, fat with sugar um, then avoiding foods that leach minerals such as calcium which cause calcifications and obviously um, consuming a proper amount of nitrates which um, expand the endothelium all right these are good um, but other than that I wouldn't complicate that like if you want to have a healthy cardiovascular system speaking of capillaries arteries and veins just focus on the foods that don't cause blockages that's why i'm a big fan of fasting because once you fast your body breaks down all these things that might cause blockages 
Whereas when you eat constantly six, seven meals a day, and yes, I, I count snacks as a meal, um, you just push more stuff into your body and therefore bl could possibly block your arteries. That was uh, the reason why I posted this thing about the cardiovascular diseases. We're like 18 million people die yearly of a cardiovascular disease. That's um, how much is 18 from 55? A lot. 33% or some, right? Mm -hmm. So 33% of global deaths are linked to cardiovascular disease. Right. If we add cancer to it, it's half of the disease, half of the deaths. So, um, and and we all know that these diseases are usually lifestyle diseases, are environmental diseases, and then we you focus on things like you know that virus that we're dealing with. Anyway, anyway, I don't know how I got here. Um, totally lost it. But yeah, I was speaking about cardiovascular um, health. So. A number of things that can that can help with improving cardiovascular health, as I said, avoiding the foods, um, eating foods which are high in nitrates, um, eating lots of water. So your watermelon in general, all your fruits will help to clean up your pipes because you know your blood consists mostly of water, and um, having proper. Not actually, these are the three things that I would recommend. Uh, first thing, right? Don't overcomplicate it. Right? There's a lot of science behind it. But nobody needs to understand the science. Just apply what nature tells you, right? And that's it. Okay? In terms of being healthy. Unless you really, you're really interested into what happens in the, in the microscopic level, etc., etc., then obviously look into the, into the science. Any nutritional advice for those with psoriasis? Um, so as far as I know, is psoriasis and... Um, an uh, autoimmune disorder where your body attacks your own skin, right? But when it comes to any autoimmune disease, it's literally the same thing. So your body attacks your own cells in different regions of your body. That's it, right? So for example, we speak about uh, diabetes type 1, which is an autoimmune disease of the um, beta, uh, uh, beta cells of the Langhans uh, Isles in the pancreas right so we have all these autoimmune diseases but what all they have in common is that your immune system is maltrained so it thinks that your own cells are foreign now this is linked due to a your environment your environment is so stressful that your body thinks that your own that that you know so sorry your environment is so stressful through food through your job through financial issues that you're constantly under stress and stress means inflammation and once this cup of um of inflammation is full your body starts to do random things like attacking yourself that's why uh, having a strong immune system is so important uh then obviously we have a uh, genetic uh genetic components in it but we have to understand that the genes were formed because our parents were living in these stressful situations now if you're able to come out of the, these stressful situations in your generation you will do your kids and your grandkids a big favor by changing your habits because then you might be the person who overcame this genetic uh, malfunction and changed your genes which is possible and then your 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 um your kids and grandkids won't have this genetic precondition uh, preconditioning right so when it comes to autoimmune disease overall um cleansing quote unquote cleansing of the liver and the kidneys are super important 
Um, so avoiding high protein foods, fasting can be really good. Um, eating lots of fruit, certain herbs help, right? Like sarsa perilla is really good. Um, you can have dandelion roots. Those things for the kidneys are really, really good. Um, but in general, if you have such a disease, um, go to your medical professional, get their opinion, then go to your alternative health practitioner, get their opinion, and then choose whatever feels right, right? That's what I would do. Um, having people in my family who have an autoimmune disease were, that's actually the reason why, one of the reasons why I started, because I started to show a rare autoimmune disease, which were, which was passed in the male, um, in the males in my family, right? So I showed the symptoms of it, and you know, after a few years of, of living this lifestyle of fasting, of cleansing, um, I show no more symptoms, which is quite interesting. Sorry. No, don't worry, bro. Live your life. Um, so it's definitely possible. I'm not saying that you will have it. I'm just saying it is possible. Okay? So just um, focus on, in my opinion, focus on, on, on eating healthy, on, on cleansing in the long term, not in the short term. Don't fall for these three-day tea fast or yummy tea tummy tea detox whatever um you know this right yeah they're mad so focus on the long-term change of your diet of your lifestyle and you will see great great benefits um what do you suggest for people who have low blood sugar now that's a very very interesting condition because you are on the opposite side of 99 percent of the people now if you have low blood sugar that can have multiple reasons right and I'm not going to lie right now, out of my head, I wouldn't know what I would recommend you other than eating fruit. Um, because like if you have low blood sugar, your body wants to have more blood sugar. And there are two reasons why this couldn't work. Number one is that your glucose metabolism is not working. Or number two is that you're not consuming other types of energy instead of the sugar. And in general, low blood sugar is not that much of a problem unless you're dropping really, really low. Then I would go to a medical professional because I, right now out of my head, I don't know the, the answer for um, increasing your blood sugar. Good question though. Definitely need to look that up. How do you deal with people who have difficulties to accept your lifestyle? Parents, for example. I don't, I don't, I don't deal with them. I mean, it is how it is, right? You can, you can, you can present all the arguments. If some, if a person is not ready and open enough to understand your arguments, then I don't, I don't bother. Like I stopped explaining myself after the first year of turning vegan or fasting, etc., etc. I just lead by example. I do my thing. People see me. I'm healthy. I'm strong. Um, and then they question themselves. So they seek the information that you're able to provide in the internet. Oh, sorry, on the internet. And then they might come to you and ask you questions because you do so well. That's, that's the thing that I do. Like, I don't, I stopped, like, that's, when was it? Like, I turned vegan 2016. I stopped preaching about veganism, end of 16, 2016, right? I just stopped talking about it. And then, you know, it just comes up in, in, in conversations. Like, people might know me for a few months and then realize that I'm actually fully plant-based. Right? It's not because I'm not passionate about being strictly plant-based or that I'm not passionate about talking about this stuff, but some people's energy is just not you know, there. So I stopped explaining myself. Same with family. I just live my lifestyle and um, I lead by example. And after, like for me now, right? After four years, that was last year, 
when my grandma asked me for a question about her health, that's why I knew, you know, I made it. <laughs> is it how it is? Like, grandma was like, what, you're not eating meat? You're not eating yogurt? What's going on? Like, how do you survive, right? <laughs> but, like, just just lead by example. I think we should, we all should, especially in this world of social media, I think it's quite paradoxical that I say this, but we should speak less and do more, sure. right? So... I'm talking to you right now, right? So this is quite funny, but I think that I can't talk because I'm walking my talk, if that makes sense. Correct. So don't, just don't deal with them. And by the way, the commentary by the legend, <laughs> Ricardo, if you're in Barbados and watching, book your massage, all right? Fusion flow healing. Fusion flow healing. Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag him at fusion flow healing i hope that somebody in barbados watches this um all right wait, wait wait let's go back to the question shout out to you vanessa i see you can you do a live or a post on herbs which are important how to use it would be great oh man that's actually it's on my list like it's on my on my notes list but i just haven't had uh the time to shoot that video because that's actually a quite common answer a uh, question that i get um especially working with my clients it's really really common that you know we don't know that how how to prep our herbs uh so in general to answer this question quickly i will make a post about it to where i go more in detail the hard herbs the roots and the barks they need a decotional process that means that you put water in um in 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 you put water in a, in a pot and then add the herbs in the cold water and then boil the herbs with it. And then uh, you let it simmer once the water boils for 20 to 40 minutes to leach out all the minerals because, you know, obviously you cannot eat a bark. Whereas when you have flowers and leaves, you just put them for 10 to 20 minutes into the, into the boiling water um, because the flowers and the leaves, they have more antioxidants, which are less... Uh, more likely to evaporate in the uh, in the hot steam and you want that these antioxidants in your body right so um yeah that's the big difference bonjour to you and ricardo oh badus badus tuned in oh bonjour <laughs> um do you think a plant-based way of life is for everyone or do you think some should have meat depending no I'm not saying that plant-based life is for everyone. I'm saying that the human genome in tropical environment is plant-based, okay? And optimally, strictly vegetarian, so only plants. But if you're living in an environment uh, like Canada, like Northern Europe, or even like generally Europe, then it is really difficult to sustain on a vegan life, uh, lifestyle. Why? Very simple. Nature does not provide you with the plants, right? In order to, uh, to survive in the northern hemisphere without hibernation, um, you have to have a constant supply of food. And plants do not grow year-round. So you're, you're more reliant on, 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 on mushrooms, on, uh, um, uh, what's it? on, what's it? on, on the starches, on, on animal products, on, even on dairy. All right? So um, I don't agree with that the plant-based lifestyle is for everyone however however 
if you're living in a tropical environment, even as a European, you're able to adapt to the tropical lifestyle. I'm not saying that you can adapt in one generation. It always depends on who you are, where you're coming from. But um, yeah, so, but in the end, we are all the same. So we all come from the same mother uh, who's an African woman. That's where we come from. And therefore we all have that gene in us. All right? struggle with brain fog i primarily plant-based uh usually brain fog is due to a uh, gluten so that's the number one thing i would look out for maybe you eat too much starches as well right that's also a problem if you have brain fog um oh sorry any tips on brain fog okay what else what else can cause brain fog eating too often um sugar uh, starches yeah that's uh, the main the main reasons why um, wait one second why is it not working All right. main reason why people have brain fog mm, or not drinking enough we speak so much about food we forget water Okay, what are your thoughts on the gut microbiome and its role in promoting both physical and mental health? Yo, the gut bio microbiome is one of the most important um, aspects of human health because you have to understand our we have more bacteria in our gut than we have human cells in our body. <laughs> it's weird, right? Like, um, I think like we have like 17 billion human cells which are working simultaneously to 40 billion something. But there are over a trillion bacteria in just your gut, right? So there is a significance of it. There's a codependency between humans and human cells and bacteria. Now, the thing is that when it comes to the microbiome, that people only think about the probiotica, right? So the supplements that you can, that you can take. What's up, Ben? Um, and that's uh, purely due to marketing. 70 trillion in the gut, see? that's even more insane number um, so what you have to do is to first to provide your body with the right foods so that the the bacteria in your gut can actually work because what the bacteria actually do is that mostly um, they digest the food in the large in the large intestine which you cannot digest so for example if you consume uh, fiber fibrous fruit like your cruciferous vegetables your fruits whatever every, anything with fiber um, these bacteria break down this fiber and create a very important nutrient which are called short-chain fatty acids, right? So we have, for example, the middle-chain um, amino acids which are, for example, found in coconut oil or we have the polyunsaturated uh, fatty acids which are, for example, the omega-3s but the short-chain amino acids are what the bacteria produce so they break down the food that we cannot break down and produce as a byproduct um, this this um, this nutrient this fatty acid for us all right and that also helps to pass the stool um, so in order to to provide a healthy microbiome you need to first have a proper amount and proper count of, uh, of, of bacteria in your gut but most of the time we have so what we need to do is to avoid the foods that destroy the microbiome such as high sugary fruits um, not drinking enough water, um, such as uh, uh, alcohol, and, and, and these things. 
So that's number one. And once you have a proper amount of, of probiotica, so the good uh, gut bacteria in your gut, um, you need to provide them with these foods like fiber, which are so-called prebiotics. All right. And I generally think that 90% of the cases where people take probiotics, it's unnecessary because their food that they're consuming are destroying the very same probiotics that supposedly and allegedly provide you with these good bacteria. Um, but most of the time, yeah, okay, so yeah, 90% is unnecessary. So um, get you a good nutritionist and work, first of all, the food that you're consuming out before you take any kind of supplement especially the probiotics and in general like when it comes to this supplement in particular i'm very very like i question it a lot like you have to understand these bacteria have to stay alive in that capsule for a long time so if the shelf life of these vegetable of these capsules is very long i really doubt that the bacteria is actually alive so you're taking a placebo or like you believe i don't want to burst your bubble or destroy your placebo but um i highly doubt that um advice for anxiety and panic attacks number one get you you a support person so whether it's somebody that's around you or a, a phone contact or a friend that you can call at any time um that's the most important thing. You don't want to feel alone when you have a panic attack or when you have anxiety attack. All right. That's number one. Number two, again, the microbiome is actually really important for to preventing panic attacks and, and anxiety attacks. Because if your microbiome is working properly, and we all know that most of our happiness hormones, like serotonin, are produced in our gut, we should... Um, we should focus on that as well, right? So the way you eat has major influence on your emotions and your neurological system. Okay, that's why we see correlation between diet and Asperger's syndrome, so or general uh, autism, right? So if you suffer from an, to prevent an anxiety attack, focus on your diet, focus on your lifestyle, work with a therapist and have a support system around you of people that bring you down. So a very grounded person could help. Um, then um, if you need an acute solution to, to anxiety or panic attack, then I would recommend um, having either medication with you uh, because in the worst case, you want to take medication just like to calm you down. But there are obviously other things to do like, um, okay, but the thing is that if you have an anxiety attack, you're, you're, cognition is reduced so you go for the easiest solution which usually is medication um, so I would focus on the work outside of the acute anxiety um, outside of the um, acute panic attack because during a panic attack is most important to remain calm and do anything to make yourself calm um, okay, so I for some reason I cannot scroll. Oh, yeah. How do you know if you have enough gut bacteria? Um, your stool, like if your bowel movements are quite healthy, you had enough fiber and therefore you could pass stool properly. Um, if you're, um, if you're, like it's all about consistency of your stool, which I don't want to uh, elaborate right now. Um, but like, 
that's literally it like if you have troubles and going to the toilet then you have not enough so some sometimes it's even uh the case that you have too much gut bacteria you had too much uh, sugar uh due to the fermentation smell or too much protein that's also very common ideas on best diet eating for someone on chemo radiation now that's a very interesting question because um with fasting we see a more and more research where a um a fasting regimen a fasting protocol chaperoned by a chemotherapy shows a big big um success rate so this is not something which is clear is the uh, research is very very um very very uh, young but um, the best thing to do is to stay away from all kinds of uh, pollutants and contaminants and, and have a clean diet as much as possible um, rely on short-term fasts as much as possible no longer-term fasts and uh, consume foods which limit your uh, inflammation so anti-inflammatory foods and the thing is that we, we all love to consume anti-inflammatory foods but we still consume the inflammatory foods so it's more important to cut out the bad foods and the bad things that we do that stress our body and ultimately create more inflammation, which feed the cancer. And we fall more for this food that lowers things and food that helps with things, but we're not ready to let go of the stuff that actually caused the disease. So the best diet or eating habit is um, Having a regular fast, so an alternate day fast, where you fast twice a week for 24 to 36 hours, that's something I would do. On the eating days, I would rely mostly on raw fruits and, and green juices and, and drinks like, uh, like, uh, like herbs that push your, uh, that increase your, your metabolism. And um, yeah, other than that, I would, you would have to figure out by the person itself, by assessing where the situation is, how advanced the cancer is. Um, and how advanced their their uh, their condition is, how strong they are, because the last thing that you want is to weaken the person. If you have a stage four cancer patient, you don't want to go on a long-term fast just because the person's already weak, right? So you have to be more gentle, but also very effective, because time is not your biggest um, biggest friend in that case. Number one determining factor of gut health is plant diversity. Try eat eating at least forty different whole plants. That's a good rule. Um, but I've seen people flourish eating just one food a day, uh, one one type of food a day. So um, it always varies, and these um, this number, for example, forty different plants, is good. But it's, it shows how how rich we are. For example, if we take most uh, uh, quote unquote poor uh, communities where my family is from, we only have one type of starch, which is corn. We only have one type of vegetable. Or a few types of vegetables but like usually we eat kale and next to it we have you know some parsley some herbs and that's pretty much it right maybe tomatoes if it's summer so um that 40 rule is good for the modern and contemporary human but it's really not necessary in general but again it's a good point um i have supplement with dried probiotics I've never heard of dried probiotics. What is, what is a dried probiotic? No, no worries. Uh, what is a dried probiotic? Uh, like, um, prunes, like dried prunes. Is that a dried probiotic? Yeah, see, I seen that in the store the other day. No, it's not a probiotic. It's laxative. Like dried prunes, they push out because they like on the label it says probiotic. Probiotic. Yeah, I know, right? So it has it has dried bacteria on it. So yeah, they sell I bacteria. Guess, I guess probably that's what they did. That, I don't think that they sell out. <laughs> Marketing scheme. Yo, 
Um, so prunes, for example, are laxative. Mm -hmm. All right, that means that they block the water absorption in your large intestine and therefore push the stool outside, which is good every once in a while if you suffer from poor digestion. But I wouldn't recommend it generally. Uh, breathing techniques are very yes. Breathing techniques are really very important during panic attacks. Um, and that's why I said it's important to have a person around you that brings you down because your breath literally controls how you feel. So you slower your breath, the deeper your breaths, the calmer you are. It's important to breathe in a certain pattern. Um, and yeah, you should definitely involve some kind of breathing exercises in your daily, daily life. Right. Wim Hof method with cold showers works great. Like I personally am not the biggest fan of Wim Hof because he took... Uh, anyway, I don't want to comment on that, to be honest. Uh, anxiety and stress. That's cool. Like, passion flower is good. Um, I, um, ashwagandha is good for, for overall level of anxiety. In particular, if you suffer from panic attacks, um, I would recommend you lavender when we speak of herbs and passion flower. Um, these two are the number one... Uh, herbs that I would use if I'm stressed, especially passion flower, uh, which brings you down immediately, is really good. What's your opinion on natural supplements like iron from curry leaves and cellulose capsules? Um, I personally don't mess around with cellulose capsules just because I don't know where they come from, um, and I don't think that you should consume this. Like, food needs to be the herb, even if it's dry, it needs to be touched with the saliva, it needs to be. Uh, the um, needs to be go through the gastric uh, acid to just you know clean it up because like if you have bacteria in the capsules because it's poorly quality uh, processed and it does not go through your uh, hydrochloric acid in your gas in a gastric uh, in your in your stomach um, you have foreign substance from the outside which usually should be neutralized in your intestine so you decide, like, I don't want anything foreign in my body, which isn't supposed to be there, so. And by the way, the vegetable capsules have to be digested as well. For anxiety and panic attacks, what works for me, diet and exercise? Yeah, it's very important. Like, everything around an acute panic attack is really important. Lemon balm tea, ashwagandha. That's what's up. Germany is, in already, is already in sleeping mode. Uh, pranayama, really good. EFT tapping. What's EFT tapping, Wendy? Alright, let's check this. Where I'm from? Okay. Um, I'm Turkish-Georgian. Right now I'm in Barbados, born and raised in Germany. We have some Living good... My <laughs> Living my best life. Every single day. That's why I'm here. think protein is important when weightlifting so during weightlifting during your training protein is not important <laughs> yeah uh, protein is more important in your recovery uh, stage i actually had a whole class on this um where i discussed this myth and cleared things up so you train you rupture and destroy your um your your muscle tissue and then your body needs to 
repair it. That's where protein kicks in. That's why you need to have a strong immune system. If you have chronic inflammation, your white blood cells could, cannot repeat, uh, cannot repair the uh, the blood cell, uh, the the muscle cells. All right. And if your immune system is not overloaded and the workload is proper, it can focus on the repairing of the muscle. Therefore, your efficiency with which you can build muscle with a lower amount of protein is higher. That means because protein is a is a is a nutrient which harms us our our, our body once it's consumed in excess um you want to make it as efficient as possible and therefore you need to make your level of inflammation as low as possible so your body can focus the inflammation which workout creates on the broken broken down tissue so there are two approaches to protein number one is you just consume more and more protein to satiate your needs for protein because you cannot use all protein efficiently in your body or number b you focus on balancing your hormones which are important and actually the reason why protein can enter your muscle cells and therefore reduce the amount of exposure to protein which increases your kidney health which increases your liver health and overall lowers inflammation again so do i think that protein is important no I personally consume like half the protein, a third of the protein that uh, is recommended for for lifestyle that I have, and I'm quite strong. I'm quite healthy, and I'm able to build muscle or maintain muscle. Like to give you an idea, I'm 80 kilograms, maybe 81, which is 184, 85 pounds. Um, I'm six feet, so 183 centimeters. Um, and I mostly eat one meal a day. Um, hey, salamlar. Someone from Turkey. All right. Tapping or psychological acupuncture. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's dope. That's dope. Was geht Sabina? Nahum. Let me check if I missed a question. Bro, you got a question? <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Not right now. Out of your head? All right. Ben says St. John's Wort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some very knowledgeable people in this chat. <laughs> Everybody knows a little bit. That's why community is important. You don't have to know everything. Yeah. If you have a community where everybody knows something... You can bring everything together. Of course, of course. So important. Because I'll teach each other something. That's true. Like this modern European individualism type of thing. I don't believe in it. Like, obviously you're an individual and you live your life and it's your life. Yeah. But like, you live in a community and you're a social being. And that's number one. All right, there's another question. How do you get enough calcium? Not from dairy. Um, so calcium is one of the things that is mostly marketed. Yo. So, um, um, okay, sorry, I just read the comment. Um, so how do you get enough calcium? So we all believe that milk has calcium in it, um, but what is more important is not that you get enough calcium, 
But what's equally important is not only that you get enough calcium, but you also consume the foods that do not leach calcium out of your bones. And by that, I don't mean an acidic or alkaline relationship. What I mean is, um, first of all, inflammation, and second, and second, um, enough vitamin D and vitamin K because these two are super important to um, to lead to 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 um, cause calcium and phosphorus to stay in the bones. Right, and all plants have some kind of calcium. So. Kale has calcium, sesame has calcium, tahini obviously has calcium. So you find calcium everywhere. Now my shirt. Hey. Sorry, my connection went to you was answering my question about protein and weight. Okay, so this gonna get single. Okay, is it how was it back? Just just yeah, just same way. Did you have it? Yeah, and this diamond, this diamond cut. Alright, fam. I don't see diamond. I don't see any more questions. I don't see any more questions. Um, for everyone who wants Roman Yokmia, Robin Groman Chalja. So, whenever you need someone to look into your person, personalized, um, um, personalized meal, not meal plan, but holistic health consult, consult, consultation, then hit me up. Um, obviously all the tips that I gave are general are general answers um, so you cannot take these general answers and apply them every single time and expect the same success therefore you need to have either the knowledge or the, the experience to adapt these things into your life or you have someone like me who's able to um, check where you are and understand what foods and what uh, what 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 journey and what path you should encounter. Right. I Roman yok with Philip Shay Bilsander. Right. So um, definitely hit me up when it comes to eating healthy, to what we call detoxing, to fasting, um, to moving your body, to breathing techniques, to how to live a holistic holistically healthy life it's about being well that's what the, the, the focus is on wellness all right fam thanks for tuning in and um see you the next time